question is, Aaron Rodgers on Hard Knocks, is he maybe playing us? Does he know, like, people are going nuts over all these things I say. Watch this. I got something special for the last episode of Hard Knocks. There's a possibility. I It does feel like he's been sort of leaning into this, like, Playing us? Yeah, a little bit like the, you know, the ayahuasca thing, the 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 dark retreat thing. Like, I think he's definitely, I shouldn't say definitely, but I feel like he's he's definitely playing into a narrative. Like, he could be, but I don't think he is. I believe that he believes everything he said. Yes, I also, I mean, yeah, I think that as well. I, I think he believes it, but I think the decision to go public with it is... Uh, something of crafting. I don't know why he would want to craft this image of him, but definitely, uh, I mean, maybe it's just seriously who he is, but I believe that he believes everything he's saying. I just, uh, I don't know why he's deciding to go public with all of these things, mm-hmm. especially when he supposedly hates the media. Hmm. So Because he wants the truth out there, perhaps. Sure, maybe. I mean, maybe. Here's uh, the truth for 49er fans. It may not be pleasant. Perhaps it doesn't really matter. You be the judge. Uh, we have a panel here from The Athletic. Mm. Panel comprised of GMs, team execs, head coaches, and assistant coaches. All right. Okay. So people who are supposed to know what's going on in football, supposed it's their to. business. They get paid to know. Right. The question is and 18 voters participated in this, which team will surprise people this season in a bad way? Tied for the number one answer. Again, this is GMs, team execs, head coaches, assistant coaches. Which team will surprise people in a bad way this year? Three teams got five votes, which is the most. Detroit Uh, Lions? Detroit Lions. They got three. Okay. okay. By the way, we have more votes on here than than 18 voters could have supplied, so I'm not sure how that works out. But (laughs) throw that. I guess maybe they were there's a ranking system here. Um, Dallas. Green oh. Bay and the 49ers on top. Wow. Five points each in this poll. One of those things is not like the other. Thing. I agree. <laughs> I don't know if any – I haven't heard a lot of people on the Packers hype train really much much of any. I don't know what they could do that would surprise people unless they yeah. lost every game and didn't score right. a touchdown. Yeah, like if the Packers win four, six, four to six games next year, I mean, what was the expectation? Like eight? You know, I, I don't think – I think it's kind of a. I think everybody's kind of in a wait and see mode with the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo got four points. Miami four. Tampa Bay another one that got four. And I'm like again. Maybe somebody <laughs> didn't understand the question. <laughs> didn't ass- didn't quite literally did not understand the assignment. Uh, the Niners one's interesting. I guess you know. Also getting points three points. Detroit, the Eagles, the Titans, and the UFOs. The UFOs is a uh, – I mean, that makes – yeah, I, I honestly like that name better than the Jets. Uh, the UFOs are a, probably – they should have been replaced with the Packers. You wouldn't so. really have to change a logo. You just add a spaceship it, behind, Above it or behind above, it, yeah, yeah. Behind the jet. Maybe yeah. the jet – well, like Aaron said, like the Jets were chasing yes. the UFO. Unmis- so, yeah. He said the unmistakable sound of yes. Jets. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think the – the Niners definitely have a, a good shot of disappointing. I mean, for everything that's going on, if the quarterback situation doesn't go as the Niners hope it will, you know, if Sam Darnold is starting, you know, four or five games this year, I, I can see, you know, they, they have expectations of winning 12, 13 games. There's a world where they win nine or 10 for sure. Yeah, by virtue of the question, which team is going to surprise people in a bad way, obviously it has to be a good team. Yes, I mean, even exactly, though somebody right. kind of, 
screwed up <laughs> yeah. here with Green Bay. But so if you're a good and team, Tampa. there's a chance you're gonna get votes. I also think that again, that that resentment for the way the 49ers do things yeah. is also reflected in this. Definitely. I think there are some people around the league like, watch this, watch what happens yeah, exactly. to them. I bet you. I, I, I would bet that they're going to lose more than people think. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, the three names up top, you notice anything about those three names? The Cowboys, the Packers, and the mm-hmm. 49ers? Those are all pretty big yes. brands there. <laughs> yeah. Now, Chris Verlaud, if you would, uh, that brings us to a sneak attack edition of the football feud. What? If you could give us, yeah, a little football feud no music. No one told me this. I know. No, this was. Uh, I've been bamboozled. Yes. I've tried, to, I've tried to come at you guys, sneak attack here. And. Uh, Let's see. We're, we're working. There we go. A football feud. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Go. It's time for a surprise edition here. Okay. Of the feud, and we're looking at, again, a very similar poll here by The Athletic. Again, this is according to GMs, team execs, head coaches, and assistant coaches. Okay. Top six on the board. Okay. Chris Verlaud and Chris Watkins, shout your name to buzz in. Okay. Can you name the team that tops this poll? And the question is, which team will surprise people in the NFL in a good way the most this year? Which team will surprise people in a good way this season? Nicole. Yes. Christopher Love. The Steelers. Steelers are, they are number five on the list. Rick. Yes, Rick. Uh, Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears are not in the top six. Wow. I've heard a lot of hype about the Bears. I thought that would have been a good one. So, Chris okay, Verlo, Nicole, you have the board. Do you want to pass or play? Oh, Chris doesn't have this. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Passing. I have to ask now, can I look at NFL logos? I got criticized for, for typing in. For it's Googling up to your NFL. opponent. Chris? Uh, I guess if. Uh, I can see your computer, yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, going to surprise team. team. will surprise people in a good way this year? Which team will be a surprise team in the NFL? Again, according to GM's team execs, head coaches, assistant coaches, have the top six here. Pittsburgh is number five on the list. They got four points in this poll. Can I say the uh, the Los Angeles Rams? Los Angeles Rams would be swing and a miss. Again, sheesh. Yeah. Is now, that two strikes now? That's what I was going to ask. Or is that one? <laughs> Does he have two strikes now or one? Because he missed the first time. He's got one. Okay, okay. one strike again. Thank you for knowing the games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's go with, uh, how about the New England Patriots? The New England Patriots. They might surprise people, but they're not on this list, oh and that's strike gosh, two. Oh, my gosh, terrible. All right, I got to lock in here. Christopher Lodge's strategy is looking like it was uh, wise indeed. <laughs> Uh, let's go with teams that'll surprise people in a good way in the NFL this year. Do not overthink this. Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions tied for number one. Detroit Lions got eight the points. The elite quarterback that is you. Jared Goff. There you go. Whoa, what a comeback this would be. Um, what an impressive, The amazing. Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Swing and a miss. Strike what? three. So Chris Verlaud now has just but to name one team. Left on the list here, and he can win the game. What team will surprise people in a good way, according to NFL GMs, team execs, coaches, and assistant coaches? Uh, the Tied for number one is up there. Number three, number four, and tied for fifth with Pittsburgh's up there. Name one of these teams left, and you and we have Detroit and Pittsburgh, Christopher. I'm going to go with fellow UFO believer Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. The New York Jets. Number five on the list is... The Washington Commanders. Okay. 
Number tied for fourth on or number four on the list is Jacksonville. Okay. Number three is the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. And number one is the Cleveland Browns, which means Chris. Oh, you definitely don't have this one, Chris. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Chris Watkins. Woo! The winner today. That's a terrible list, by the way. Is I it? like I like the list that we came up I with. I think a so. Lot more. I think ours is a better list. Who are yeah. they even? The Jets are to? not going to surprise anybody. Yeah, I mean that one in a good way because again, expectations are so high, right? Yeah. I don't understand how Detroit's on that list when they're the most hyped team. That's a good possible. point. That was yeah. that was my logic. Expectations with the Expectations are very high. I was just trying to go with the teams that have the lowest expectations in general. Washington is a, a good one That's on there. One. Pittsburgh and I think Cleveland is a good one. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I still think people. Uh, whatever. I'm not going to nitpick. The Again, list, it is I, yeah. possible that some of the people that filled didn't this understand up, the assignment. Yeah. They just didn't <laughs> understand the assignment too. at all. I mean, that's it's. I, I yeah. I mean, as clear by us missing pretty much every single guess. I just I don't think that. <laughs> I just don't think that that's a very good list. I feel like all of those teams. Sure. I mean, yeah. You could just name the worst teams and say, yeah. I mean, they might surprise you. They're going to win. Five, six games instead of, I don't know. I think Cleveland's going to be, they have a chance to be a really good team, but they're playing in what may be the toughest division. division. (laughs) And so, you know, a lot of those games are going to be close. They're going to come down to the last couple minutes, and if they ball bounces their way, they could have an excellent year. You said Seattle's on that list? Seattle is, yeah. They're third. Seattle's supposed to win nine or ten games this year. Well, maybe some of these people think think they're going to be better now. I guess, I guess. it's. I just, okay. Sure, I'm just bad at this game. I guess I, you know, no, what? I, I understand the win- your point. This is again another time when I won, but I feel like I'm upset as if I lost. This w- list Sounds was like probably trickier than than maybe it could trickier have been. or worse. Yeah, I but think I think this also poll. speaks to the fact that this time of year, no even the people that are executives yeah. and coaches and GMs, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, it's just all dart throws and. I don't know. It's uh, I, I do believe, too, that, that uh, the seven teams every year are going to, you know, the, I guess it's been a trend in the NFL that seven teams that made the playoffs won't make it, and then there's going to be seven new ones. I think it's at least seven, isn't it? Sometimes yeah. it's more. Sometimes it's more, but, yeah, it's been at least six or seven the past couple of years. Yeah, I believe it because, uh, again, it's the volatility of sure. uh, the NFL. Right, injuries and, and we all just, that stuff. We see a yeah. team, they won 12 games this last year. Right. They're great. You know, they're going to make it again. But then if you really look at it, it's like, well, you know, a couple of these games could have gone either way and the games are so close. There's more parity than ever. So I think the Browns are your team for for who you would expect to have more. Do you have a team that you just are not as high on as as everybody else is? Anybody stick out? I want it to be Dallas, but I'm not sure if that's just, um, you know, personal emotion or if there's really something there. Dallas is probably. You just want to see Trey Lance, huh? That's all it is. I, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I'm going, I don't, I don't, the Jets, the hype is just too out of control. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Especially like, I just feel like people are overlooking the very real concerns that the Jets have. Like, you know, they, they, right. The Garrett Wilson's great. I don't know what other receiving targets are, are really that exciting and their offensive line has been something that even Aaron Rodgers has pointed out a couple times that kind of seems like a problem and their defense is still young and I I don't know how you feel about Robert Sala but I think he's still kind of unproven as a head coach I also think that for a team to be really good it helps to have a quarterback who's been there a while yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and he's obviously an upgrade but he just got there yeah 
And they, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how much you've seen of Hard Knocks, but they they look at Aaron Rodgers like he is Jesus walking on water and turning wine into water, like water into wine the entire mm-hmm. time. It's like the, the I don't know. It's, it just seems like a, a situation that's kind of doesn't have a good foundation, I would say. Like, I, I don't know necessarily, like, when things get tough for the Jets and their, their schedule, especially to open the season, is incredibly tough. I don't know how that team's going to respond when they face any sort of adversity. Yeah, I think they're going to be one of the teams. And then to your point about how much they're relying on him, is he reliable? Yeah. I mean, he He's looks like he is right when, now, yeah. but, I mean, this is a guy that's talking about, you know, UFOs. And, <laughs> and maybe he's right. right. Well, maybe he's 100% right. But that's like you're banking on that right. guy to be your solid foundation right. when he just got there. Coming off a really bad season last year, too. C-Web once said, good luck. Good luck to you, right? man. Yeah, it couldn't be me, but um, I mean, they believe the Jets really. They 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 at least have uh, the good vibes that the 49ers don't have. Not that you know they're they're really comparable. That's but definitely true. Yeah, for sure. I I do think that there's something to it, but that also good vibes only go as long as uh, as long as you haven't played football games. And once they start playing games and results start happening, that's when things get sketchy. Speaking of good vibes, bold Kings predictions of the day are coming up. Tell you how the Kings will make history. This season. Next year, Whitey and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Check out Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sackdown Sports and watch the show from your desk. Well, we're recovering from just a bloodbath of a football feud. Yeah. I think we're smarter. I think we're wiser. I think so. I think we've learned a lot today already. Uh, I mean, we're just getting warmed up. Oh, yeah. Learned about UFOs. Mm -hmm. Learned about UFOs. Between Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Christopher Laud breaking it down for us. Yeah, I mean, I've got tons of theories and... uh, it's something, man. I mean, I, I get it. Like again, I, I understand why why people think that uh, that they're out there, but I just uh, I just I think that they would leave a lot more signs. You know, I just feel like you know we we've seen you know crop circles and you know a couple. I think a year ago there was like a a, a pillar that no one could explain why it was in the middle of the desert, and then it just disappeared. I don't know. I just feel like why why are they being so secretive? Why don't they want themselves to be? The scary stuff is if you if you look into and I don't spend a lot of time on this, but uh, pilots now and then you see see stuff from pilots yeah. who will say things that they saw, and those sure. are the ones that to me is like, whoa, I don't know about that. But For sure, I'm not I mean, trying to convince you or get you to look into it. I I've, I'm trying to keep an open mind on it. I, same. That's exactly how I like. I am not closed minded on UFOs or aliens. I am willing to be convinced. What about way. ghosts in the building? Ghosts, not so much. Just, I mean, and that's more of just a personal thing. Like, I, again, like people swear that they've had like paranormal experiences, and I, I, some things are very unexplainable. But it's never happened to me, so I, I can't, I can't, I just can't really co-sign it. Like, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna invalidate your experience, but I'm just letting you know that from my side of things, mm-hmm. I, I've never seen it, and I don't know why a ghost would decide to flicker lights and close doors if they're dead. Like, why Why is that how you're deciding to spend your free time, your dead time? I maybe guess. you're limited into what you can actually do, you Maybe, know? yeah. Like, maybe. they tell you when you're, oh, you're a ghost now. Um, oh, I'm going to run around and scare these people. Yeah, you can't, you can't do, do, that, do that. yeah. But you can, you can flicker the lights a little bit. That'll spook them. You like, three times a month. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. It's not every night. Like, right. 
why are I don't know. How like, long why you been a ghost? Mean. Oh, okay, you're a neophyte. All right, you get you can do it once a month. Yeah, once a now. month, dude. That's yeah. it. And it's like I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, I'm trying to. I try to be an open-minded skeptic. Yeah. You ever Ouija board? No. No. Yeah, me either. I don't get it. I just don't. What's that the fascinating? Like, why would you want to open up that tunnel? If you do believe, like, why would you literally invite communicate? I don't know. Whatever. Um, but I'm gonna gaze into the crystal Future's basketball over. here and tell you what's oh, gonna yeah. happen in the future. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Jay Mars the other day, basketballically speaking. Yes. I agree. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Isn't that wonderful. Fantastic. Ten uh-huh. out of ten. Like, and I think you said, yeah. If you ever have a podcast, basketballically speaking, is a fantastic title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you haven't been here in a yes, while. I haven't. Yeah, that's true. I would, I, if you want to go first, sure. by all means. Uh, we actually already had a Bold, bold King's, King's prediction of the day. We should uh, highlight Deuce's bold King's prediction. Kings will be top 15 in defensive rating. That is from uh, Deuce Mason earlier today. It's a pretty good one. It's pretty pretty bold from uh, from Deuce. I don't think we've gone that far as to say nope, top 15. I know I haven't. So, uh, definitely, definitely fits the bold. Uh, this one's kind of timely because of uh, the success of Canada here. I'm going to say this is a sad one. The Kings are going to lose both Jordy Fernandez and Jay Triano after this season. Uh, their offense and defensive coordinator, you know, Jordy pretty much almost left this offseason. I think it's he's pretty much a shoe-in Happy for Happy Wet job. Blanket Wednesday, everybody. It's how it goes, man. I'm staying on theme. Uh, but there is some positive news in this because if those two leave, that leaves two wide open bench spots. And uh, I think Doug Christie, our, our guy, slips right into that. And also uh, Luke Laux, who has been a, uh, a close personal assistant of, uh, of Mike Brown these past couple of years. I think those two slide right in. So that's my prediction. Jay Triano and Jordy Fernandez leave. Uh, Doug Christie and Luke Laux take their place. If Doug Christie moves up, is he still coaching the great team at practice? I hope not, man, because they they cannot figure it out. I mean, it's been months now, and he's still great team, screaming great defense. Team. He's got to be defense? he's got to be out of timeouts at this point as well. Like he's he's called so many timeouts. Like he's got to he's got to talk to his boy C Web about that because yeah. he, 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 there's a the limit, technical. man. There's you a don't limit. Have any more timeouts yeah. left? Yeah, and he says timeout, timeout. That's that could be two timeouts he's using every time too. So. And, and when you think that'll happen? This off season or this follow this next off season after this season after this like, season. Yes, yes, in the summer of next year. My Kings Bull prediction of the day. By the way, that's that's not that bold to suggest that those guys are going to be gone, right? I mean, you I went don't ahead think and Jordy. Went to yeah, I, in, I don't so think Jordy is. But, bold, but Jordy I, Fernandez heard, leaving is not. I don't think so. Yeah, but Jay Triano, I we haven't heard anything about that, and that's more because he runs the offense, and as we know, the Kings' offense has been pretty ridiculous, and I think that's going to continue next year. And I don't know if it'll be for a head coaching job. Jay's already kind of had a couple of those. Um, but I, I could see him leaving for maybe an increased role or maybe just a something different somewhere else. You know who was at the – I know you were there at the Sasha press conference, and I saw him on TV. He's like, oh, yeah. Alvin Gentry. Oh, yeah. Alvin's around I've always, all the I love time. Alvin Gentry. Alvin's the best. Alvin, that was the funnest half season I've spent with the Kings and whatever. I've covered them for four or five years now. That half season of Alvin is just – it was a treat. Like, he, he's so relaxed. He's, he was on the Warrior staff before Mike Brown Yes, he was. was. Yeah, he was Mike Brown before Mike Brown, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, he was or, offense he was, and Brown was yeah, defense. Right. But. Uh, yeah, he. I think he – did he replace Luke? No, because Luke brought him over. I don't know. But, um, yeah, J- Alvin Gentry is one of a kind and, like, one of the funniest, sweetest mm-hmm. people out there. And uh, also just, like, just loves to talk to people. Very, He's been through it. Yeah. I mean, as oh, far as the NBA. Basketball lifer. Yes. Like, definition of a basketball lifer. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. 
On December 20th, this is my oh, King 12 prediction of the day. Uh, this is going back through oh, the mists okay. of time. December 20th, 2020, the Bucks won at Miami, 144-97. to 97. Okay, why do you bring that up? In the process, Milwaukee made an NBA record number of three-pointers in a game. Oh, how many? This season, the Kings will break that record. Okay. In the process, becoming the first team in NBA history to make 30 three-pointers in a game, beating the Bucks record by one. Mm. That feels doable with the amount of uh, shooters that are on the team. I can see it. I can definitely see it. Footnote. In that game, which will be one of the games against the Warriors, the two teams will combine to make the most threes by two teams in one game. Okay. The current record for that is 43. Oh, that's easy. Established by the Warriors and Pels in a Golden State victory, January 16th, 2019. So this that's year, easy. the Kings will break the team record mm-hmm. for a number of threes in a single game, and they will break the combined record. Uh, number of threes in a single game. Who's going to lead the team in three-point makes? We, this won't have to be part of your official prediction, but who I do you think? I don't, I'll, I'll I don't it. have that. Okay. Uh, I mean, it could be anybody. Mr. Vazenkov. You're dang right. That was the only answer that you could have had. Uh, that's a Mr. great. Mr. Vazenkov. <laughs> oh, Chris, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a great prediction. I mean, again, just the amount of shooters that the Kings have uh, this season at their disposal. I mean, what? That's That's like – Six guys hitting five threes. Like, that's – I think the Kings definitely have potential to do that. And then what you said, 43 is the combined Yeah, record. that surprised me a little bit. That feels incredibly low. And I think, yeah, I mean, if they play Golden State, Kings hit 30. Golden State hits eight or so. I don't know. I, well, I guess that wouldn't work. That's 13. not going to work. That wouldn't yeah. work. Like I said, math is tough. I'm so glad Chris wasn't listening to that. 38 is less than 43. So glad he wasn't yeah. listening to that. Uh, yeah, 40. So they would have to hit 13 threes. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, – a. That's a fantastic prediction. Oh, How about it you. happens in the in-season tournament, too? I'll just throw that in there. It happens Wouldn't in that surprise game, me. state game. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's terrific. And the Kings have already kind of had a three-point shootout with the Warriors in the past. I don't know if you remember that Omri Caspi, uh, Steph Curry, back-and-forth three-point mm-hmm. game. I could see something like that where, where those two teams are just going back and forth. And, you know, we already assume that those games are going to be incredibly high intensity based off of the uh, the series last year. I think they're going to be. Yeah. I love it. Uh, in a manner that regular season games aren't yeah. often. Yeah. There's going to exactly. be a lot of juice. You know, we talk about uh, Especially matchups. in Golden Yeah, how juicy yeah. is this matchup? And some some matchups like, yeah. Yeah, there's not much there. juice there. But we're going to have some juicy matchups. Kings Warriors, especially what? They play two or three times in the first month of the season again. The Warriors will probably try to downplay it. Like, yeah, it's early in season. We, you know, whatever. Yeah, we're we're figuring it out, you know. But, remember uh, my other prediction? gonna have a fight fight that's right yeah games. you did say that yeah uh, yeah domas and and uh and draymond are prime for it and you also remember i said the kings are gonna beat the warriors every season they're gonna right. sweep them mm-hmm. so i mean uh all these things are, are really coming together and i think uh i think it's i think you're definitely right though the kings and warriors are gonna have all all of those games are gonna be must watch tv i think most of them are going to be on national te- television but uh, it just feels like those games are, are going to be must-watch TV, every single one. Speaking of the Kings and the Warriors, coming up next, the elephant in the arena, why the Kings really lost to the Warriors and oh, why no gosh. one wants to talk about the real reason. That's next year with Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Thank you for being with us today. I also want to thank Aaron Rodgers for his very brave admission last night that he's seen a UFO. Appreciate the courage it takes to talk openly about that. 
He's held on to that for a while. I said it happened in 2005, and we're just hearing about it now. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I want to thank him also because it gave us the opportunity today to intersperse our conversation about sports with conversations about the paranormal. Yeah. And I know that's really why you come here. Always. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, like you said, the building that we're in is haunted. So, I mean, it's it's just you're the one who told me that I didn't I've never I had never heard that. People swear by it. I told me that there's a whole investigation done and everything. And they I mean, they they swear that there is a specific hallway that is haunted. I can't remember which one it is. I can't remember if it's this main staircase or the staircase that you and I use. But they're probably all haunted. That, I mean, that's another thing, too, is, like, how can a specific area have more ghostly power than than Dude, others? It's questions. like, why, why are they just trapped right in that hallway? Like, Before we get back to the Warriors and sure. Kings, let me share something with you, because John Williams here, not the composer. Yeah, but I was John like, Williams what? On the chat says, I've seen weird things a few days after my my, my dad died. And hopefully, John, it's you've had time to, to recover from that. Hopefully that wasn't. You know, recent, if it was, you know, all our uh, sympathies for what that's worth. But I, something like that did happen once when a member of my family passed away. Mm-hmm. It was a, my grandfather, and he was older. And But I was staying with my grandmother, and we both woke up. So I was, like, keeping her company because, you know, right. she wasn't used to being by herself. We both woke up in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, just woke up. I remember she woke up, and she said, I don't know why I woke up. And I woke up, too. And right then is when we got the call that he had passed away. Yeah, that's that's really eerie. I don't. I. It wasn't I'd like, flickering lights again, or anything yeah. like that, but it was like I remember. I'll never forget her. I don't know why I woke up, and I was like kind of wondering the same thing. And then right then the phone rang. Yeah, that's uh, that's again one of those things where like I don't really have like there's no explanation for that. Like I can't. I can't, again I can't. I can't devalue your experience. I can't I say anything it was, about but that it. Happened. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean that's. That's like that's creepy. Like that's unexplainable, and that's why I understand why people do have this, you know, affinity for the paranormal. It's just again, I've I have not had the the pleasure, I guess, of of experiencing mm-hmm. something uh, paranormal that would have me be a believer. But I again, I'm very open minded to uh, to hearing stories like that, and I think yeah. after hearing enough, it's at some point, it's just like I can't deny all of these people telling me. Their experience. My guess would be that there's something to a lot of this, but that our explanations are the ones that are like, no, that's not what it is. You right. know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah. Because we try to it. justify it, rationalize yeah. it, and it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, that's your that's your human <laughs> mind trying to connect yeah. dots that you just can't because you don't understand the paranormal. But I think we do know why the uh, looking for reasons to things why the Kings lost to the Warriors, and there wasn't one reason, but this was certainly a big one. But it seems to me no one wants to talk about it. Chris mm. Watkins. Now, I know you were there yes. for uh, a lot of this series. Yes. Kevin Herter's shooting in that series killed the Kings. He Wasn't had a great, great season. It he was had a great, great season. And it's funny because so many people want to say, oh, if Barnes makes that shot, they win. Right. <laughs> Barnes that's makes ridiculous. that one three. And I'm that, sorry, yeah, that's that, could have, that would have changed the complexion of, uh, of the series. But yeah, he missed a shot. Kevin Herter was eight for 39 in the series. <laughs> that seems bad. After having a great season, shooting right. better than 40%, eight for 39 in the final seven games of the season. I mentioned this because I was looking on the uh, ringer today, and they have a list of uh, off-season wishes for uh, every team mm-hmm. in the uh, NBA. And uh, one of the things they're looking at for the Kings is evidence that it's like a wish list, what they wish for every team. Right. Evidence that Kevin Herter still isn't in a massive shooting slump. 
I mean, it, honestly, it was kind of how his season went. Like he he it's he's a shooter. Like shooters are going to be streaky at points throughout the season. It's just his were a lot more dramatic than what I think most people would would ideally want. Like the first like month and a half, two months of the season, no joke Kevin Herter was shooting 50% from 3. Like that that was a very real thing that we were going through and it was like is this ever going to slow down? And then it did and he pretty much went through I that's 20% in the playoffs. I don't think it was ever that drastic in the regular season, but he would go through 50 and then have a 30 month and then have a 41 month and then have 32 and You're that's right, just kind that's... of how it went. And again, I'm I was never going to be big on criticizing Kevin Herter in totality. Like yes, he had a bad series and that should be acknowledged to your point, but I wasn't going to make some grand statement like people have made of Kevin Herter should just be traded. He should be gone because he had a bad playoff series. It's like he played really well for 82 games. Am I going to really let go of him because he had a bad seven games? And it was a pretty bad seven games at that, but you can't. You just can't make a grand sweeping oh, you're tr- you're right. judgment based off of seven games. A player who's proven that he can do that over 82 games is right. a valuable asset. Absolutely. Just, it was an odd year for him last yeah. year, as you mentioned, and one of the things that was odd was the fact that he had his lowest free throw percentage right. of his career. A guy shooting lights out from the yeah. three-point line. It was so and bad, he shot, <laughs> and It was like 725, which isn't horrible, but for Kevin Herter, it's like, That's an, I'm sure he would tell horrible. you, oh, I that can do that in my sleep. Yeah, no, that he could probably legitimately do that blindfolded. Like, he, he has not been a bad free throw shooter his entire career, and it was something that was super strange last year. Like, it even got to the point where, you know, when you're slumping from the free throw line, a lot of the times you're not going to acknowledge it. Like, it's just, oh, sometimes you miss them, sometimes I just got to focus more. It got to the point where they acknowledged it. Like, Kevin was openly talking about it. I think even here on this station, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was talking about it. He stopped taking technical free throws because he was like, I I can't just keep missing these things and messing it up for my team. So, uh, that was definitely something that was that was definitely concerning. But uh, I, I just don't believe that that's him. I think another year of being even more familiar with the system – Again, even more shooters on the team. I think that this year is going to be a really big season for Kevin Herter, especially from a from a like a, an efficiency standpoint. Yeah, you just hope that there's no you know hangover from that. Right. But um, I think one good thing from the Kings standpoint is that if he does struggle from that or just has struggles at any point during the season. They have so many more options Got now, choices. especially if Davion is able to shoot the ball right. better. Like your you prediction. Know, Davion talks about uh, if I can make more right. shots, I stay on the floor longer, maybe at the expense of Kevin Herter. Right, definitely could be. And, you know, Malik Monk, I think, is is primed to have a bigger role this season after how well he played in the you playoffs. You starting a lot of games, I don't do. You? I really think he's going to end up being a, being an everyday Kyle starter. Kyle Draper didn't care point. for that prediction, he as did I recall. Not. I'm telling you, like, this man's contract is up at the end of this year. They've got to convince him to stay, and I just don't know if if Malik Monk wants to be a six man the rest of his career. Now, you and I watch basketball all the time. We probably both know. I, I think I can speak for you that I think that's his best role as an NBA player. But whether or not he believes that, I I just I have a tough time believing. I think Malik thinks that he can be uh, a, a really big impact starter, and. I feel like that's going to be the number one thing that he pursues. I think he's going to view this this stint in Sacramento as kind of a, a rehabilitation of his career, and he's going to try and 
you know, good on him, mm-hmm. but I think he's going to try and take it to another height uh, after this offseason. One thing I'll say about the Warriors, I think they deserve credit for the job they did defensively yes. on Herter. And some yeah. of it we know you saw it's like, it's an open three. He missed some. Yeah. But I think over the course of a seven-game series, I think the Warriors do a good job. It was more obvious <coughs> with Sabonis, the job they did on him. Yeah. But I think they, you know, they know, hey, this is where he likes to shoot. Don't let him shoot from here. Right. Things and, like that yeah. that can impact his numbers. I just think they in still general, should be higher, too. but yeah. I think the Warriors point. did a good job on defense in general. Like yeah. They held the Kings under 100. Or in that game seven, the Kings scored 100. In that game three, they scored 97. Kings were the highest scoring team in the NBA last year. And the fact that Golden State really, I mean, to me, the big reason why I, I think the Kings should be hurt by that playoff series, we've talked about it. They should have won that series. Mm-hmm. They played down to the Warriors that entire series. There was no reason. The offense wasn't clicking the way it was. The only game where they kind of looked like themselves was a game they lost in game four. Uh, and and besides that, I mean, they just never in totality got their offense going. And, and that that to me was, was the biggest reason why they lost was just as a team, they pretty much crapped the bed for three or four games. Coming up, two of our hottest topics of the day collide. If NFL teams were pies... That's coming up in the Factor Fantasy Showdown. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're not ready for that, huh? No, I'm ready. I'm ready. I was born ready. It's next in the Factor (laughs) Fantasy Showdown, Sackdown Sports. When it breaks, we have it first. It's Sackdown Sports breaking news. Oh, boy. Talk about breaking news. What do you got for us, Chris Watkins? This is from Adam Schefter, so you know it's real. According to sources. According to sources, Nick Bosa has agreed to a five-year, $170 million extension with the San Francisco 49ers, putting him at $34 million per year average. Uh, This is including a $122.5 million guarantee uh, by a wide margin, he is now the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. Woo! Wow. So how about that? Huge sigh of relief coming Massive. from the Santa Clara area. That's from Kyle Shanahan right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can you can hear that. You can probably feel the breeze of that sigh mm-hmm. all the way here in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. They they had to get it done, man. Again, like I, I the Niners really had no leverage in these arguments. Uh, you know, if they wanted to be taken seriously as a Super Bowl team this year, they needed ninety seven out there. They needed Nick Bosa, and uh, you know now that it's done, this is finally Whitey. Dare I say? Does this sound like positive news from the Forty Niners? Definitely. Right now? Wait, are they allowed Definitely. to do that? I don't know if they're allowed to do that. It feels like after this offseason of just negativity and negative thing after negative thing after negative thing, it was just do it was just destined to be all negative news from the Niners. But uh obviously this is the best possible news they could have gotten. And uh yeah, Bosa is now locked in uh for the next five years as uh setting that edge. Mm-hmm. Good for them, good for him. Win win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he deserves after you know, after winning Defensive Player of the Year last year, routinely up towards the top of the league in sacks, he deserved this money. Uh, and uh, you know, it's good on the Niners that that they got it done. It's of course, as I have been saying, it's unfortunate that they couldn't have made this process a little bit easier and a little less stressful. But at the end of the day, deal is done, and uh, that's that's all you got to say. And he also got it done with enough time for him to to get ready for for Sunday, mm-hmm. which is, I think, just. All across the board, I think it's a win. You know, his dad, John Bosa, was picked in the first round 
Um, and in the late eighties, he just, he had no value anymore. He got hurt. And then, so he went from being a first round pick to being just a nobody dolphins, nobody, uh, no other team was going to have any sympathy for him. So he learned that lesson. And of course, uh, Joey, Nick's brother uh, was a training camp holdout into late August before signing his rookie deal with the Chargers in 2016. He took negotiations down to the wire uh, in 20, 2020 on a five-year, $135 million extension. Trump change. So you knew, and the 49ers knew, that with that kind of family background and history, right. there was no way Nick Bosa was going to blink on this. No. Yeah, no. They... There was no way. It was to, not going to happen. To the Bosa's credit, the Bosa family credit, yeah. Like, they, they knew what they were doing. Again, they knew that the 49ers really had minimal leverage in this, especially, again, the Niners did themselves no favors in gaining leverage with the, the circus that has been this offseason. But, uh, yeah, again, the, the important thing is that the deal is done. It's wrapped up. This is no longer a distraction, even if you would argue that it never was. Uh, I think – uh, John Lynch had, had made it clear that he had an expectation on when he was hoping this deal would be done. We are much past that date, but, uh, you know, Bosa, I have no doubt that he's in, he's ready to go. I guarantee he's in football shape. And, uh, you know, again, with, with what, three or four days left until the start of the season, this is, this was about the latest that this deal could have been done. I was hearing that Friday was, was also a possibility as like a real last minute, uh, potential, but you get it done today. I'm sure, you know, we were hearing he wasn't in the building today. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll be there tomorrow, uh, go through some walkthroughs, and and it'll it'll all be good. I mean, the Niners' official chase for a ring, I think, officially starts now. Like, That's a great there's, point. There's no doubt. I think you're right, and I also think there's no need to worry about, well, he's not in game shape. He hasn't played uh, because we know that he's been staying in shape, and nobody yes. knows better than he what exactly he needs to be in as far as his condition to right. play pro football. And you could even argue that maybe there's some upside there. He's taken right. less of a pounding here 100%. Uh, before the season starts. So be fresh. I mean, there's no reason for him to feel worn down at all from training camp or from, you know, preseason or, or anything like that. Like, he should be fresh, ready to go for, for week one, and, and the Niners are going to need him. I mean, we've been talking about it. Mm-hmm. We've been pretty much assuming he wasn't going to play this entire time, but now that he is, I mean, again, this is this is good energy heading into that first game. We, I was talking earlier about how it's just negative vibes, and, and, you know, you just don't want that heading into against a team that in Pittsburgh that's feeling really good about themselves. This is finally some good energy for the Niners, and kind of like I just said, this feels like everybody can look around and say, all right, I I think we're past all the drama now. This is real. Football's around the corner. We got our guy here. Let's go. Like this is we we have real real mission this year to to get over the hump and and this is obviously a, a really good step towards that. Still a little bit of kicker drama, but that yes. really doesn't seem it feels like such minimal. a big problem it feels now. So minimal compared to now. this. Again, the story is and we're moving factor fantasy here because we just got yeah. to Chris got the breaking news. Nick Bosa agreeing to a 5-year, 170 million dollar extension wow. with the 49ers including 122 and a half million guaranteed. Right. Um, it will make him the highest paid defensive player in history. Wow. By a, Take that, Aaron Donald. Yeah, uh-huh. By a, uh, looks like by a wide margin. Yeah, by a huge margin. I mean, even for edge rushers, I think TJ was, was at the highest at 28, uh, and, and he blows that out of the water now, making 34 uh, per year. And it's it's not even an overpay. Like, you, you were, were really quick to point it out a couple weeks ago. Like, this team – 
doesn't have realistic Super Bowl expectations without Bosa. And so if they wanted to be taken seriously or if they wanted uh, to, to be serious about this Super Bowl run this season where with their championship window closing or whatever the talk is, they had to get this done and they had to get him on the field by any means necessary. And, and I, I'm glad, like, I'm, I'm glad that he got paid. I'm glad, uh, you know, that, that the Niners are, are again, full steam towards the, towards the championship now. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, and now it's going to be fun looking forward. How are they going to balance this cap out? And, and that's, that's a conversation for, a, for a different further time, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of money that they just paid this guy. Yeah. And I think the fact that they're making this move to pay him this much does speak to the realization that, well, we have a shot this year absolutely, and, and we'll yeah. you know wait and hear about some of the particulars and the cap implications of those particulars. But it's pretty clear here that the calculation is, well, if we have a chance to win this year and so we're going to have to pay him and we knew that this is what it would come to. Yeah. And I really do think that what it's been is not so much, well, we're not going to call them. We'll wait for them to call us as it's been the 49ers trying to figure out a way to make it work. You want right. this? All right. We're going to have to try to figure out some ways to do that, but we're going to try to do that. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. And they did. And that's, again, that's the most important thing is that they got it done and you'll figure all that stuff out later. I mean, NFL cap is, is a myth. Like you can, you can adjust and you can restructure salaries moving forward to, to make the, the, make the deal not as painful on your cap. But uh, the important thing, again, is that they got it done. He's going to be ready for week one, and and there's just no more distractions for the most part. I mean, you, you got rid of Trey Lance and that distraction, whether that was, you know, Trey's fault or not or, or whoever you want to blame on that. Uh, you're, you're right to mention the, the Moody situation or the kicker situation in total is still a question, and, and Kittle is still a question about his health. But, you know, the most important thing was Nick Bosa and making sure – that this defense was going to be up to standard of what they've been these past couple of years. And there was just no way that they were going to be able to keep that standard up without their best defender. Even if this gets to the point where, and it may already be there we, again, we don't know the particulars of it. We just found out the news that Bosa has signed his extension, but let's say that this makes it less likely they keep Ayuk around next year. Right. Or maybe or Debo it, even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, exactly. You, those <laughs> yeah, you those would, guys are replaceable. not ideal, but okay. I hate to say it, but yeah, absolutely. Those guys, you can figure it out. You can you can definitely figure it out without those guys. But you can't you can't just find another Nick Bosa. I mean, and this is he was also the the crown jewel of when the night like the Niners had one really bad year and they used it to get Nick Bosa. If yep. you were to just lose that piece, I mean, it would all be for nothing. And you already kind of. You already kind of messed up the the tray pick, and you just couldn't you couldn't go this you could, like there was rumors earlier this week or last week that they might look to trade Nick Bosa. To me, that was again if they wanted to be taken seriously as a Super Bowl contender, you just had to have this guy on your team. And and the fact that they locked him down not only for for this year but for the next five years or, or six years, I guess. Um, that's that's just massive for for the Niners trying to extend this championship window, like. Bosa is going to be an incredibly valuable player all throughout this contract. Like, there's no no sign of him slowing down at any point here. Did so. you see who the team was that, according to reports, had actually I did not. acquired? No. Uh, their quarterback believes in UFOs. 
Really? Yeah. According to reports, the Jets had inquired. Doesn't mean that they were right. you know, negotiating, but it was reported that the Jets were a team that had inquired about, huh. hey, what's going on here? That's interesting because yeah. I don't feel like that would – I mean, you know, again, we, we're talking about Bosa. He definitely is a calculus changer, but I, I just and wouldn't the, think that that's what they really need. I don't know if this one had anything to do with the other, but the uh, Raiders had renegotiated Jimmy mm. G's contract yesterday. Interesting. Creating about, I think, $16 million in cap space. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That Maybe that had nothing to do with this, but I think it raised some eyebrows. Good news is – all that's out the window now. I mean, there's there's really no question that that again they're they're going to keep Bosa at least for the foreseeable future until this window is closed, and he's going to be a massive piece. Like getting to the quarterback is is really the you know if if you especially the Niners you know in their secondary questions uh, a quick fire way to to sure up any doubts that you have in your secondary is by having an elite defensive line, and now with Bosa, with Hargrave, with Armstead, and you know Cleve Farrell playing really well, and Drake Jackson. 49ers defensive line is is elite. Like this is something that they can really hang their hats on and and something that they can carry through this entire season and and know that they are going to walk into every week and be a problem for quarterbacks. It's another reminder that it's it seems counterintuitive for all the focus on the 49ers and what they do offensively, but their most unique player on the roster is Nick Bosa. Yes. And Nick Bosa, again. That's saying a lot in yeah. a roster full of incredibly yes. unique guys. Uh, five-year, $170 million extension, $122.5 million guaranteed. Uh, so he is the highest-paid defensive player, or will be once he signs it, yes. in history. Incredible. Uh, re- uh, reprieve for you, so the Factor Fantasy Showdown moves to... 115. Okay, have yeah. some time to breathe and get uh-huh. ready for get it. Get ready for the pie questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up next, more on Nick Bosa's new deal. And I'll tell you what, this is what's going to drive 49er fans crazy about, about Brock Purdy this season. Pardon me, about Brock Purdy. That's next year with Whitey and Watkins on Shark Town Sports.